Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Word of God which engages us is the gospel lesson read previously. Thus far the text, dear friends in Christ, the term Good Samaritan is known far and wide. Even non-Christians, people who are not familiar with the scriptures, know that the term Good Samaritan is used to describe someone who helps someone else who is in need. And so our gospel lesson for today begins with a lawyer confronting Jesus in order to test Jesus, as Luke puts it. Now the first thing we have to understand is that this lawyer is not an expert in criminal or civil law as our lawyers are today. This lawyer would be an expert in the Old Testament and especially an expert in the laws of God in the Old Testament. And unfortunately, by what follows, it seems as though this lawyer saw the law of God as nothing more than a rule book for right living, and even worse, a means through which he could try to make himself right with God. And so this lawyer comes to Jesus with the big question, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Notice how that question is not focused upon God at all, and what God will or could do for him. It's not focused on God's grace and mercy. Instead, it's focused on this lawyer and what he should do. Jesus answers his question by asking him a question. What is written in the law, and how do you read it? And this expert who knows God's law forwards and backwards answers by quoting from both Deuteronomy and Leviticus, saying, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. And indeed, that lawyer had answered with a perfect way of summarizing not only God's Ten Commandments, but all of God's moral law. And so Jesus commends the lawyer and says, you have answered correctly. Do this and you shall live. But of course, there's only one problem. No one, outside of Jesus, that is, can actually do this and live on their own. Imagine, for example, loving the Lord your God with all of your being, more than you love anything or anyone else in this world, every minute of every day and every day of every year. Or imagine loving all people as much as you love yourself. Not only a select few people, but all people. This lawyer knew the law well, and he answered correctly, but he failed to see the spiritual side and the practical application of his very intellectual answer to Jesus. No one can do this. Not one. We are all going to fall short in our attempts to do this. 
But that didn't stop the lawyer. He comes back to Jesus with another question. Who is my neighbor? In other words, who is it that I have to love as much as I love myself? And probably more important in his thinking, who do I not really need to have to love as much as myself? Now, this lawyer probably would have found it relatively easy to love certain people as much as he loves himself. Maybe some other lawyers like himself, or maybe a Pharisee here or there. He probably could have loved people who he felt could have paid him back, given him something in return, but certainly not all people, especially not Gentiles or Samaritans. And so to answer this lawyer's second question, Jesus tells him a parable, the parable of the Good Samaritan. A man, we aren't told if he's a Jew, a Samaritan, or a Gentile. Jesus says, a man goes down from Jerusalem to Jericho on a road that was notorious for violence and robbery. And sure enough, this man is beaten and robbed and left at the side of the road for dead. And then along comes a priest, an Old Testament priest who would lead God's people in worship, who would offer sacrifices for God's people to God. He sees the man on the side of the road and decides to pass by on the other side. Then comes a Levite, a religious official, who would be in charge of much of the worship inside a local synagogue or perhaps even partially responsible for that worship in the temple. And he also sees the man on the side of the road and chooses to pass by on the other side. Notice how both of these religious officials did not stop to help, but instead passed by on the other side. You see, there was some risk involved for them if they would have stopped and tried to help. If that man truly had been dead and they had stopped and just touched him, they would have been declared ceremonially unclean, unable to fulfill their functions in either the synagogue or the temple until they went through some special cleansing ceremonies and rites. And so they decided to play it safe and pass by on the other side. But ironically, there comes a Samaritan, one whom the Jews would look upon with contempt, one whom the Jews would see as both a religious and an ethnic half-breed. And ironically, it's this Samaritan who has compassion on the man. And the compassion of this Samaritan moves him to provide abundantly for that man. He cleans up the man's wounds with oil and wine. He places the man on top of his own animal, leaving him to walk, and takes the man to an inn. He tells the innkeeper there to care for this man, giving the innkeeper two denarii. That's two days' worth of wages. And he says, if this man ends up owing you anything more, charge it to my account. I'll make it right 
when I pass back through. Jesus was trying to teach this lawyer that love looks like this Samaritan. Love is not calculating who your neighbor is and who you have to love and who you don't have to love. Love is this Samaritan who did not have religious rules and regulations and laws telling him what he could and could not do. Love is this Samaritan who did not pass by on the other side, but stopped and helped and actually saved this man who could not help himself. Which of these two proved to be a neighbor to this man, Jesus asked the lawyer. And the Samaritan had to reluctantly, the lawyer had to reluctantly admit the one who showed him mercy. Notice how the Samaritan couldn't even bring himself to say the words, it was the Samaritan. Rather, he says, the one who showed him mercy. Jesus says, go and do likewise. In other words, lift your gaze from yourself and see others in your life that God has placed in your life who are in need. Stop calculating how little you can do and think about how much you can do as one who has received abundantly from God and God's grace and mercy. Now, no doubt, there are times as we hear this parable that we might feel uncomfortable ourselves. For there are times in our life, aren't there, when we have chosen to simply pass by on the other side of the road. We've placed ourselves in a position where we might be able to help, but we end up not wanting to get involved, to stay apart from the situation. We know what we should do. We even know what we want to do. But for some reason, we take the easy path and pass by on the other side. Some years ago, a theology professor at Princeton Theological Seminary created quite an interesting practical test for his students. He told his students that for the next class period, they are to study ahead of time our gospel lesson for today, Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37, and to come to the next class period being able to not only tell what the parable of the Good Samaritan meant, but also talk about its application for their personal lives. And just before that class session met, this professor planted an actor right on the front steps to the classroom. And that actor was to play the part of a homeless person who was in great need. The result? Only 10% of the students in that class coming to class stopped to inquire and to check on that man. 90% of the students passed on by the other side because after all, ironically, they had to get to class and discuss together the application of the parable of the Good Samaritan. We might chuckle at that irony, but our own lives also can look very similar. With our busy schedules, our multitasking day in and day out, it's often even easy for us to ignore people whom not a professor, 
but perhaps God himself has placed in our paths. Thanks be to God that Jesus did not pass by on the other side of the road. Thanks be to God that Jesus didn't stop to contemplate who is my neighbor and who is not. For just like that man beaten by and laying by the side of the road, so we also, spiritually speaking, could not help ourselves. We needed someone to come and save us. And just like that good Samaritan saved that man by the side of the road, so Jesus also has saved each one of us, not by paying for our lodging, but by paying for each and every one of our sins, not with denarii or currency, but with his holy, precious blood in his innocent suffering and death. This is love. And this is what love looks like. The outstretched arms of Jesus on a cross, there offering his life for each and every one of your sins. As Jesus himself put it, greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. And the result, not some of your sins, but each and every one of your sins and the guilt for that sin has been removed from you. As far as the east is from the west, even the times when we have chosen to pass by on the other side of the road. And so now we, as people who have received so abundantly from God and his grace and his mercy, look around and see how much we can do demonstrating and being God's instruments of his love in this world. And so here at St. Paul's, love looks like this. Burning jars of peanut butter or bags of disposable diapers or filled shoeboxes or any of the other items that we collect during the course of the year and placing them in our narthex or in our lobbies to be given to help other people who are in need, most of whom we will never meet or get to know this side of eternity. Love looks like this, picking up the phone and calling someone who is going through a rough stretch in their life, even though you have many other things to do on that particular day. Love looks like this, going to visit an elderly person in a senior care facility whom you know does not receive a lot of visitors because they don't have any family here in town. Love looks like this in your life, fill in the blank. And I'm confident that in Christ you have been and you will continue to show what love looks like, what God's love looks like in your life. And so as people who have received so much from our God, may God continue to empower us to go and do likewise so that on a daily basis, people might see what God's love looks like in our lives. May God so grant it for Jesus' sake. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding 
Guard our hearts and our minds in this one true faith unto life everlasting. Amen.